0: Playoff time is when things start getting serious on the court. Players are more driven than ever to win these big games and keep advancing. Goodyear knows all about being more driven, too. Working hard to help you advance on and off the road. Let Goodyear.com help you choose what's best. Hey, when I say the Don, oh,
1: do you God. know
0: what that means, Um, <laughs> No. Like ah, he's yes. a Don? <laughs> like he's like what? A Don? Like he's a Don, like the boss? Oh, like yeah,
1: he's... yeah. See? Wow. Man. Han
0: didn't know what it, the dawn was. Oh, oh man, I mean, yeah, I
1: understood that. I just thought there was another secret meaning or something.
2: No,
0: <laughs> no, we did a uh, ad read, and uh, Han didn't know what the dawn was.
2: I don't know what a lot of stuff is.
1: Yeah. Here we go. go, 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 go.
0: to the Hoop Collective. I'm Cassidy Hubbard in New York City. Today Gumake out in uh, the cut. Yo. the kids, lot of kids. Yeah. <laughs> she's uh, <laughs> she's in some sort of what is it? Grade school, <laughs> middle school? Wait, grade yeah, school, right?
3: I'm currently sitting in an elementary room classroom that's empty. I was supposed yeah. to be in the principal's office, but I, I had to step out. It was but just what, so awkward.
1: But wait, please tell me you're in one of those <laughs> super small chairs. No, yes.
3: I, I'm sitting in the teacher's chair. I couldn't even fit. Oh. My, oh, okay.
2: my knees
0: would tip the table <laughs> over. Uh, and those smooth sounds that you hear, that is Mr. Om Young Masuk, out, out in LA, gracing us with his presence. Omg, uh, I just texted you the wrong
3: picture, Cassidy. I meant oh. I I for that to be for my media manager. I can't <laughs> bump
0: ass. So you she, she currently has a picture. <laughs> I, <laughs> we need what to my pick Blackhawl Girl. This is not going to be good for the pod because you can't see this picture. I need to send it to uh, Han and Ohm right now. <laughs> um, it's uh it's hard with the kid <laughs> Anyways, Um Smile. We brought in Ohm um because we love Ohm first and foremost and also we got a lot to talk about uh, with the Lakers and you basically are nonstop. 20- you live you you live at Staples, right? That's right.
1: Yeah, I mean, like I didn't even know the American Music Awards was last night until like I couldn't get to <laughs> Staples Center the normal round, and I probably wouldn't have known. I didn't know anything that happened last night at the American Music Awards unless Lonzo would have won an award, then I would have known.
0: <laughs> exactly, uh, he did kind of win an award last night because he uh, got another triple double, uh, yep. second career, eleven points career high, sixteen rebounds, eleven assists, and. Um, what is this? He re- he's 20 years and 23 days That's the exact age that LeBron became the youngest player to record his uh, second triple-double in oh five, And then yep. he became the youngest. What kind of history did he make last night? Let me let
1: you talk. <laughs> well, first, he, uh, he is the youngest ever to get a triple-double when he had his first triple-double at Milwaukee, which apparently was only like eight days ago, but it feels like it was like a month ago. And um, so he beat LeBron's record because LeBron had gotten the first ever at 20 years, 20 years and 20 days. And then they both got their second triple double at the exact same age, which was 20 years and 23 days. And that was what Lonzo did last night. And he had a career high 16 rebounds
0: and a new haircut, which you guys asked about here. I'm here for it.
1: <laughs> you know, I mean, we're, like we're, the, the Lakers beat. Is, is Bring us a lot into
0: it. You can. Uh, you know, none of your bosses are listening. You can vent to the us. The Lakers'
1: beat is taking <laughs> a lot of heat online from a lot of fans because, like, I videotaped. So we walk in. We walk into practice, and you know, for days we've been talking about Lonzo's shot. Luke, I think, is just sick of talking about it. The, Lonzo, to his credit, always answers questions. He he's, does. You know, they're he's super long, nice.
0: They're not elaborate, but he no does answer the question.
1: Yeah, he doesn't say anything, but he will answer your question. And then we come in, and Jesus Walks is playing on the speaker system at the practice facility, and you see Lonzo just drilling threes all over the place, and he's got a new haircut. And so when we look at his hair, I'm like, all of us are like, oh, we got to video of this, you know. And, I and you know, you video and you post it, and it's like it just goes viral instantly because everybody notices the haircut. And so the first three or four questions to Lonzo was about his hair. And Lonzo, you know, immediately was like, nah, man, you know, just a restart. It was just time to cut my hair. It got long. And then somebody was like, well, I mean, is this an indication at all of, like, how you've been playing and you're just trying to change things? And he's like, nah, man, it's just a haircut. (laughs) You know, but of course – it seems like it was a lot more than a haircut, and so yeah. like, but a lot of fans were getting on the Lakers writers like, "Why are you? Why are you grilling him about his hair? Leave the man alone, you hey, know."
0: Life of a beat writer, <laughs> gotta find a story, right?
1: Well, but he's like, and I was thinking about this prior to seeing the haircut, and I was watching him kind of walk around one one day. He has like a he has like this red, you know, this red designer backpack. His hair was big, and everything he does resonates. And I was thinking he's kind of like Odell Beckham jr without like the sensational highlight play every time he plays and maybe the immediate success that Odell had, but he's like Odell from the standpoint that everything he does seems to go viral and, and people have an opinion on everything obviously with help from his dad, but, um, yeah, everything he's done right down to, he got a haircut has been like news on ESPN and it's been
2: kind of crazy. Sinead. Yeah. Um, being on the receiving, the only one here on the receiving end of this kind of, like, scrutiny, do you, think, uh, do you think that fans and media people read too much into, like, every little thing that you guys do as athletes?
3: I definitely do think that we read a lot, but I think it's also their job to read a lot. And, um, you know, if he came out and said, I'm getting a haircut because I need a fresh start, you think about just human life. Women, what do we do? When you need a fresh start, you change, you know, sometimes cut your hair, you dye your hair a different color. Um, so it's it's not out of the realm of possibility to read too much into it. But I, I agree that Om, to Ohm's point that no matter what, if it's a haircut, if he decided to paint his pinky nail purple, um, if he decided to go to a certain place, everything he does everywhere he goes is viral. And that's just a whole different uh, machine. But like at, we're very superstitious type of people. Athletes are. And I would just say that. You shouldn't read too far into it unless someone says to read too far into it. But overall, like, to me, I was just like, dude just needed to get his hair
0: cut. Like, his, his hair was <laughs> way too tall. It, was it was, too No, tall. no, it was too wide is what was it, going it, on. It, yeah, it had length and width. It had, it had but lie, I, lie. One or the other. One or I li- the other. I
1: liked his hair. I liked it the way it was.
0: Okay. Wow. Well, I did. Mm, mm. We, to each their own. Um, speaking of being, um, you know, scrutinized but in reading into it here like when he walked away from uh the that scuffle let's call it with Caldwell Pope and Tyler Ulyssa uh, like that that was a thing though because you you wrote this article uh Om, about how like his teammates actually approached him about it
1: right mm-hmm. about
0: not getting involved in that fight because yeah. as much as like that blew up that does become a locker room thing.
1: You know, I, I'm I'm torn on this subject because, like, and normally I'm all for uh, a guy coming to the fence of his teammates and the whole team thing. And I know the optics didn't look good. When I saw <laughs> it, when I yeah. saw it the first night, I had no problem with him walking away from it because I was just like his his defense was people in the NBA don't fight. I wasn't trying to get in trouble and I didn't want to get a tech, which I totally get.
0: And I thought it was a very heady
1: thing of him. Uh, But, and I think if, if I had known that Lonzo wasn't a teammate guy and like, for example, okay, there was one, one of the very first games Lonzo played, he was going to, he was crashing the boards after Brandon Ingram missed a shot. And Brandon Ingram went down hard onto the floor. Lonzo did not get the tip. And then the ball starts going the other way. But when Lonzo landed, he landed like almost on top of Brandon Ingram, who was on the floor. He waited and extended his arms out to, to help Brandon Ingram get up, despite the fact that a fast break had already gone down court the other way. And to me, I was like, that's the type of thing that teammates are going to love the crap out of Lonzo Ball for doing stuff like that. So you know he's like a teammate guy. So when he walked away from the fight, I kind of didn't have a problem for him because it's one thing if the guy was like a bad teammate – and didn't do things like that where he was trying to check on teammates and things like that, then I would say, okay, you need to tell me he needs to kind of get in there and make sure everything's okay. I didn't really have a problem with it. And I mentioned that to Luke. I was like, well, couldn't you also say in the opposite end that he was being smart? And he was like, yeah, absolutely. But you know, I do understand the optics. No, I, I
0: no, we know yeah, you know's a good team. Then we were talking about this on Saturday though. It was just like you said, it was the optics. <laughs> we we saw him he goes he looked and he goes, Ain't hey, nobody got time for that. Yeah, but like to to me like we all analyze, right. And, and
3: logically, strictly like on the court, basketball wise, if you're a team, your team is struggling to stay relevant. I just feel like you should never try to flex in the NBA because it doesn't look good. You're not winning. You're not doing well. You're complaining. Now you're getting into a scuffle. It doesn't look good. So I can understand that. Okay. No one's trying to fight. Right. But to, um, you know, as in like, if this happened, if I'm on the court with my team and I see my player, get into a scuffle, I'm telling you, I want to say that 99.9% of athletes, our instinct is to go towards it. Like, so to me, it was a little bit surprising. I was like, it, this is pretty unusual to see something happen and to be quite so removed so quickly from the situation. So even though he's being smart, I was just like, dang, like I'm not even a, I'm not a confrontational type of person. Um, I have to pretty much envision that I hate my opponents to play against them. Even my sister, and uh, if 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 something goes down, and I see my teammates, like it's just second nature for players to just go towards it. It a made, matter
0: of curiosity as well. Like he was not curious as to what was going. I mean, even if that, he stayed like five feet away, he turned his back and walked. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm not. I'm not criticizing him for for not getting involved in the fight. I'm just merely saying, well, why weren't you curious as to what was going on? He was just I, like basically, I, I got no time for
3: that. I, yeah, no, I ain't got time for that. I, cl- I completely agree. I think there is an air, like a an essence of curiosity. A lot of times, you know, you see the bench. They're giving texts to bench members running off and running onto the court. To me, it's not like he's a smart guy. He understands their place in the world that they're trying to scrap for wins. But overall, it just shocked me a little bit just like thinking, oh, if I'm on the court, most people, 99% of players – would probably go towards that. At least try to see, like, put stick their hands in, then decide that I'm gonna walk away. So I was just like, it sort of seemed in my head if I if I if that happened to me as I was playing, I would have already in my head been mad at something and realized, oh, I ain't got time. Like this, I mean, we, we ain't worth this. I really yeah. think that's something beforehand, whether there was, a, there was a miscommunication, someone was not happy on a play scheme or something, yeah. um, that he, he pretty much was preconceived like, oh, no, I'm not, I'm not giving uh,
1: away. I time. mean, I was going to say, look, at that time they were losing and uh, just losing to a team that they had beaten twice before. They had played the Suns three times in less than a month. And in all three games, there was some sort of scuffle. So he could have been frustrated with the fact that they were losing. He could have just been like, oh, here we go again.
2: Another little scuffle. Right. Yeah, that, so he yeah.
1: probably was just like, I don't, I don't have time for this, you know?
0: Yeah, that's good insight. I yeah. Mean,
2: I wonder if just being the son of LeVar Ball means that he's not going <laughs> to antagonize any situation. <laughs> you know, like, he he's seen it all before. It's so like, oh, this is nothing.
3: You know, to his credit, I would say that that doesn't even seem to, to bother him. I mean, he... Uh, When he was in Boston, I remember I was in Boston at the same time, they just finished shoot around and this was when everyone was swarming about um, his brother, you know, and his China situation. And he was as cool, calm, collected. He stayed to his, it's game day. I'm going to try my best to, you know, focus on what I can control. So for him, like, I give so much credit to Lonzo because he has the weight of the world on his shoulders right now. And he's just trying to let his game shine through. Not the scuffles, not all the side talk, not his dad, not his
0: brother. Yeah, he got another triple devil on the same day the president of the United States was tweeting at his dad.
1: <laughs> okay. uh,
0: and basically said, Let me, let, well, your brother should have stayed in jail in China.
1: I did have a question for you guys because, I mean, me being in it, sometimes you get yeah. so caught up in it. Let, let's, let's, let's backtrack before the China stuff with LeAngelo and President Trump, okay? The Lakers have been saying, and Magic's been saying this too, that like Lonzo is dealing with more hype, more attention, more BS than any other rookie that's ever come in the NBA, probably since LeBron do you and because of you know social media everything that's going on everything that lonzo does is a big deal and he's being asked about it. do you guys agree with that
3: i i agree i completely agree because i think the scope of social media has definitely changed the game and i starting with lebron i can only think of lebron as the only other guy that um, has dominated across pop culture basketball, even just business as he's evolved through the league and that's the same type of mold that Lonzo is sort of following in the same hands of with his you know, big baller brand, his family and then also playing for the Lakers and having so many vaunted people talk about him whether it's Magic Johnson um, so yeah, I, I think that he's been, he's had Plenty of weight, and the thing that makes it the most difficult. So when I got drafted to the Connecticut Sun and played, I realized, okay, my biggest strength is that I'm six three. I'm a post. Worst comes to worst, I can go out there and get rebounds, and I can be fine, right, in a game. I can feel like I affected a change in this game. For Lonzo, it's different um, because he's a guard. His shot is not necessarily proven. LeBron had that arsenal, at least. You know, he was a, he was a creator at the point position, but he was also a forward. So his game was a- ahead of where Lonzo's was. So I think, like, there's so much added pressures on top of the the deficits that he's facing right now with his shooting percentage. It's like, y- you add that on top of all the cultural issues. Uh, Lonzo has has definitely been great He's been great in handling this adversity, but at the same time, like, I don't want it to be one of those stories where it becomes dominated by everything except what's going on on the court. I
0: know, but here's the problem though, Cheney, it's self-inflicted. Like, to me, that's the biggest difference between him and LeBron, is that LeBron got, ha, had all this attention since he was, you know, 15 years old, but that's because other people were noticing him. He didn't have a reality show on Facebook He didn't have his own shoe. He didn't have his dad, you know, or or mom. Like LeBron's mom was like visible, but she never like really made a a story out of herself. So all of this attention and what's fueling um, this him being under the microscope, I believe, is self inflicted. And so, like, but in, in the same regard, though, like people care. Uh, And it goes back to, like, Summer League and and covering him in Summer League and that being the highest rating. Like, the ratings were up 140%. I don't even know how that's physically possible, how you can go above 100%. (laughs) Do
2: do people care because it's Lonzo and LeVar in the balls, or do they care because it's the Lakers?
0: It's a, a, you know, it's... um, it was hey, there before the oh, lakers what's what's a word you're smart like it's like a <laughs> precursor. cursor it's like wait wait no wait wait wait, oh, wait, 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 you're, you're wait I'm, the, I'm not the go-to smart on the spot no, 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 you're, you're Stanford. i'm just trying no, to think it's like done. like what's a, <laughs> <done>. it's over <laughs> it's over <laughs> um i'm just trying to think it's like it's like a oh god i can't find my words basically a chemistry when it comes together and everything works right Sergi- this sucks This sucks. Basically, it's a combination of both. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, And I don't know. I like. I I think it's kind of ridiculous to compare. I mean, but it it makes sense because it's everything gets compared to LeBron, just like how before that
1: everything everything got compared to Jordan.
3: That like it works hand in hand.
0: No, but that that works. Too.
1: It, it is it is it is like a perfect storm. You there we go, mean?
0: something like oh. that.
1: Yeah, it's 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 like I think that's you see, Tanae? you see, today? You see, it's a perfect storm oh. because you have the balls who are the closest thing to the Kardashians in sports, and in then you combine yeah, and then you combine them with the the most glamorous franchise in NBA history with Magic Johnson. They're in Los Angeles, in Hollywood, and then you have, like, not just are the balls like the Kardashians, but LeVar is like a WWE character. They're savvy as far as social media. They're savvy as far as, like, you know, their reality show that they have. You would
3: say baiting Trump is savvy.
1: Oh, yeah. Because like, like I, I always say this to... He got me to do first
0: in. and last name, by the way. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, when when Trump met, when Trump mentioned his whole name and spelled whole it name. correctly, yes. okay, he took the time to actually make sure that he spelled it correctly. I was like, any publicity is good publicity for do Big Ball or Brand. Now,
3: my question is, is that publicity translating to... To, to money, to opportunity Or do you think that this publicity Is going to go to waste if Lonzo doesn't fulfill um, <laughs> Expectations At least, you know, moderately for this season As a rookie
1: I don't even think this has anything to do with Lonzo's play on the court I mean, as far as maybe the intentions Of getting into a war words With President Trump I mean, I think this is just about like, a te- like I saw people that, were, that were, uh, they were Tweeting yesterday being like Oh my god, Big Baller Brand's about to get a whole bunch of new customers Of just people <laughs> who hate Trump you know what I mean? And I don't even think I – don't, I don't even like – and I was talking to another beat writer about this. I think LeVar is genius when it comes to g- garnering attention, but I don't think this was contrived. Like I don't think like, for example, when Arash went up to him a couple days ago, he was going to be like, I'm going to say this about Trump because I'm going to get all this no. attention. No, I think he just reacts. And then I think he was going to th- I think he knew that he was going to probably say something like if somebody asked me about Trump, i am gonna be like, who? Come on, this guy. You know, I don't know why he's getting all this credit, blah, blah, blah. But I don't think he sits there and thinks I'm going to blast Trump so big baller brand can get X amount of sales. You know what I mean? I think they're just he says what he thinks. It, get, it garners a ton of attention. I mean, you know, I, mean, I Luke think that's thinks- part
0: of his I think that's part of his quote unquote genius is that his instincts yeah. kind of just like have been hitting. Uh, he is the you know, he's
1: the perfect wrestling trash talker. He's like The Rock. I mean I his gift
0: his gift is unrivaled. That's probably the
3: best the internet has ever done with his WWE entrance. I love it.
1: Yeah, no. I mean it, it's it's amazing and so like tonight I don't know what he's going to say, you know, <laughs> on CNN. He's probably he's usually been when it, when he goes on a national platform show like that, I think he kind of checks himself a little bit. He's not quite like Lavar like, like Ellen. In,
3: like,
0: Ellen, he was he checked
3: himself on Ellen.
1: Yeah, well, like when you, I mean, but I don't but. know.
0: So he's with, he's with Don Lemon. I don't know, you know, and John Don, Don, Don is going, let's go. Don, Don can turn. Don, a That's thank what I'm saying. Like, want. he didn't, he didn't like tone himself down when he was on first take with Stephen A. So no. he's got to tone some old, himself down yeah. with Ellen. <laughs> Like uh, yeah, at yeah. the
1: same time, Don's not gonna be like screaming at him like Stephen A was about Lonzo. I know, you know but, what but, I mean? but
0: Don could like throw some sh- subtle shade that yes. may you know trigger him and other yes, you <laughs> angling. Yeah, um, anyways, I'll be watching that.
2: Hey Cassidy, what'd you do this weekend?
0: Um. On Saturday, you know, I did, called all those college football highlights, and you know, then drove back to New York, and then Sunday, all I did was sit on the couch.
2: and- Okay, okay, okay. Oh, oh. I won a bunch of money.
0: What? How? Were you in Vegas?
2: No, I played fantasy basketball on DraftKings.
0: How, how much money a... are we talking about?
2: Well, okay, all right. Why don't you uh, Why don't you buy me a drink before we get into that? <laughs> uh...
0: I'm all in your wallet right now. <laughs>
2: Uh, DraftKings is It's really easy to play It's one day fantasy basketball You change your lineup every night And every day you have an opportunity to win a bunch of money
0: Wait, is that easy though? Like having to pay attention to it every night Was it easy for you?
2: Well, I mean I don't know about you, Cassidy But being an experienced podcast person (laughs) Whatever (laughs) A podcast something What is your title? A podcast something
0: You know what your new title is? DraftKings Don
2: Draft King Don
0: <laughs> <laughs> I guess you've never heard the Don you've never heard what the Don. I've never heard of any
2: for, of it. Do- yo I'm, I live <laughs> under a rock. I don't hear any of this stuff uh,
0: The Don's like you know with like you're the Don. you're the best.
2: Can't you just say Gosh. the best thing?
0: King Don just flew flew out <laughs> so naturally. I was just picturing you just, like, collecting cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching money on DraftKings because you're the DraftKing Don. I need money. I'm not, getting- <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting paid for this podcast. I deserve some money.
2: <laughs> well, Cass, if you want to get paid for this podcast, hurry to DraftKings.com now and use Crossover to play free with your first deposit for your share of $10,000 in total prizes tonight. That's code CROSSOVER to play for free with your first deposit. Only at DraftKings, the game inside the game.
0: Minimum, $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. When else is a telephone operator like necessary other than the 20s <laughs> you see right away Mr Capone
2: total
0: pri- <laughs> prizes tonight that code crossover d- you see <laughs> the only thing i can only say. you see the telephone what is- <laughs>
2: operators a gangster <laughs>
0: Did you guys see <laughs> last night uh, Reggie Jackson basically execute this um, icing of Jimmy Butler to perfection at the <laughs> at, at the free throw line? Did you guys see that? that? I, I, I did not. Uh, I did not. Okay. Uh, so basically what happened was okay, the um, – Okay. We can reenact oh, you go.
3: No, let's reenact. You're, you're Reggie Jackson. I'm Stanley Johnson.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, so – Hey, hey, hey.
3: Oh, no. I can't reenact it. <laughs> 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 so, so <laughs> fouls, three shots makes the I'm Jimmy Butler yeah. hit the first money in the bag. Yeah. Hit the second money in the bag. I'm in a good rhythm. Reggie Jackson hold my beer. Yeah, he comes through, sort of pauses, like enters the lane, trying to bark some kind of offensive scheme, yeah, which yeah. basically disrupts the ref's motion to getting Jimmy the ball to shoot the free throw. He was pointing at Stanley Johnson. So Jimmy's, like, he gives him a cute little side eye, like, oh, I see what you're doing here. I'm still going to hit the free throw. Hold up. Brick. Like, it's crazy.
0: It's crazy. Misses. And then the uh, Timberwolves lose. Oh, Um, no. Yeah. So, um, I mean, you should have made the free throw. But, um, you know, it was, like, a perfect icing. And actually, LeBron was asked about it this morning because they're playing the Pistons. And he goes, (laughs) I loved it. I've actually done that in the past. But I don't, like, I mean, we people do it. People do it, but it, I guess it was just the execution, Jimmy's reaction because he knew what was exactly happening and they caught it um, is why, it, you know, kind of took off on social media last night. It no, was, it was uh... hilarious. And it's
3: funny because like Detroit, they're a defensive team. I think they're like top 10 on offense and defense rating like they're on the come up. Right. And it's funny. The best defensive play came from not from icing in a timeout. It was like the savvy player. Literally just interrupting Jimmy Butler, and and it's funny because you know he had he had already made two, he was in a rhythm, and that's all it takes for someone to just come in and mess up mess up your rhythm and and turn your brain on. Because I've been at the free throw line, and that's happened to me. And a lot of times, people are like, "Oh, good, thank God, it was not like the end of the game situation. It was just more." I turned around, I was like, "That's petty. That's not that's not funny. Yeah, yeah, that's not
0: cool." But, but how about the Pistons, man? And Reggie Jackson? He's having the you know. Resurgence of sorts, because was kind of like a a, a, a a clown. Yeah, know, they
1: were trying. They was, were trying to trade him like last year.
0: But he's like that. I mean, that type of leadership. That is a that is leadership, but like Reggie Jackson leadership right there, which
1: is <laughs> like
0: <laughs> he's emerging. Uh, you know, the Pistons. Did, that, did anyone ask Stan attention?
1: about that after the game?
0: Um. No, I haven't I f- seen. I feel, the feel like he would
1: have a great answer.
0: He just said it was their one of their best performances all year um yeah. I that's like, all that, that did you guys I see that, that video um of them <laughs> afterward it was like
3: the there was like a group hug oh, yeah. Reggie Jackson and Stanley and yes. it was like hey you sold that no you sold it this is great <laughs> <laughs> I was like this is so cute it's nice to see the Pistons winning
0: yeah Van Gunny, yeah all he said this is like one of his uh this is the best finish of the year
2: Ohm Cassidy like what is what's what's the delay from something kind of going viral on social media to the time you actually pick it up when you're in the arena. Well,
0: um, <laughs> it depends. Also depends on if my um, internet's working right because these arenas yeah. have some
1: bogus. The Wi Fi. The Wi Fi. The Wi Fi. What you got? Really you got,
0: you got the Wi-Fi mobile Wi-Fi Like, struggle me. is.
3: So-
1: no, it's not. It's not just TV. It's it's all across the board. There's there was a oh. theory that was so Sorry. people don't understand this, but you know, you don't go to games like. You know, the arena, each arena has Wi-Fi and at each arena, I'm telling you, the Wi-Fi has been horrible this year. Horrible
3: this year. And people are horrible saying that, this like, year. it's terrible.
1: <laughs> the NBA installed something on, on the, the, uh, the roof of each arena that, like, some sort of new um, technology that's supposed to look at games from above, from above. And I, uh, somebody was saying it's sapping all the Wi-Fi. <laughs> I, <laughs> so I, I, I believe
0: I don't know it. what it is. I believe it, too, because I can't, I can't even look at my tweet deck. I can barely, yeah. you know, like, and yeah. sometimes they stick us sideline reporters like in a hallway behind the yeah. bathroom. Yeah. So then I don't even have like box. Doors. Oh, no, so that's not
3: cool. Fight that in cool. the next CBA.
0: <laughs> exactly. I'm going to get off my soapbox. But um, like if 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 I get a good wireless connection and like and it's not like the public Wi-Fi, like if they actually have like a good media, uh, like Wi-Fi and I got my tweet deck working, I'm like happy. I'm uh, beyond happy. <laughs> Uh, but to answer your question, Han, I don't know. I guess, like, I mean, uh, we don't really pay attention to that I as think, much as I think we should.
1: For, for, I'm not, I mean, I got my tweet deck up while I'm watching the game, but my tweet deck has way too many people. So when yeah. one thing comes up, it's just gone in like two seconds. Um, yeah. But I think there's, a, there's, like, some of the other writers will eventually notice something that's gone viral and they'll say something and then we start talking about it. But for the most part, um, like I'm I'm fortunate that like some of my editors, like, you know, young editors like you and, and Law and some and Adam, they 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 are online all the time and they'll sh- they'll send me an email saying, Hey, this is going viral and they'll let me know. So I, I'm yeah. pretty fortunate about that. So
0: that's a that's a real good heads up, like, you know, especially in posts like if say if like MB, you know, when he posted yeah. that it's like um uh post after the Lakers game, I don't know how yeah. far after it was, like, yeah. that can kind of change how you write your story, too. Um, right. And, uh, speaking of Embiid, like, he did, he did, uh, he did hit to Instagram and Twitter again, uh, after the Warriors lost, which they put up 47, uh, points in that first quarter and had that, like, 22-point lead. <laughs> but then um, the Warriors did the same thing in the third. And then the Warriors, <laughs> and then the Warriors, you know, warriored them. Um, but, Embiid, he wrote, um, on, uh, to Instagram. Now we know what it feels like to blow a big lead. <clears throat> Gotta stay focused to get the job done. Great learning lesson. I lo- also love playing against Draymond. And a lot, of are, a lot of people <laughs> are reading into because he's a surgeon with this like trolling. I mean, he, you speak about like, <laughs> LeVar having a genius like MB. He has not missed yet. But he is backtracking a lot. Like, last night he went on a little bit of a tangent being like, oh, no, I wasn't throwing shade at the blowing a 3-1 lead because everyone was pointing out the, at the first line, like, now we know what it feels like to blow a big lead. Oh, this is like, shade oh, investigation. Are we in- oh, this is shade. Oh, we- wait, you still need to, can we- still need yeah, to- yeah, can we get can some, we like, get law and get- order music? music? Dun, dun, dun. You, you, you promised dun, us dun, intro dun. music in week one. And look, look at us now. Week what the hell is that? We don't it? even have a hashtag. We don't have... Well, nothing. We don't got a in. name. Dang, hon. Dang. Um,
2: I'm so... cutting that out. I'm cutting, the, I'm cutting <laughs> the complaining
0: out. No, you're keeping that in. Um, so anyways, he um, he then followed up that tweet with, gotta play 48 minutes. The Warriors are amazing, though. And then then after that, he goes, deadass. Why is everyone making fun of my tweet? I was reflecting on what happened last night. Trust me. So he's like really coming, like... Trying to defend that he wasn't, um, yeah. No, I
1: don't think he was.
0: I don't think he was shading. I
3: really don't think he was shading the Warriors.
1: I don't. Because, I didn't take it that because, way either.
3: You know, he's the same guy that what did he do? At mentioned Hassan Whiteside multiple times. He tagged Lavar Ball in his location on Instagram, and didn't he like call Andre Drummond a poor defender like straight to the media? So if he if he was throwing shade, he absolutely owns it. I think he was just more so talking about Draymond. Well, and their little, friendship that they have or or what do you call it rivals i call it best frenemies um but yeah i don't think he was shady
1: uh, he did tag lavar faran iran or something yeah, like Ron. that in his location <laughs> with oh, the perfect right. picture of you know him <laughs> basically scoring over lonzo as lonzo's falling down part of his 46 um, yeah Ooh, no, he backtracked I think, on that
0: too he goes i like lonzo as a as a player that was yeah
1: like a, he like, did should... he did you know a perfect example actually of of situation going viral at that time and you not really knowing it was the Lonzo walking away from the fight thing because I started to notice that everybody was posting video of the fight and I just thought, man, what's the big deal about this fight? And then I noticed like people were like, oh, like Lonzo ain't about that life, and I was like, and then yeah. I looked at the thing and I was like, oh. So yeah, I started to see things like that. Yeah, but, so you know,
3: you know, what's also funny to jump back to Embiid. As much as he trolls, he's getting quite a bit of love from many players in the league. I mean, oh yeah, and, and they're they're dudes that are showing him love that aren't are like considered tough players. I remember last year, Boogie, I think after that, he played in Sacramento, part of his like 31 games. He's like, he's the best center. I mean, apart from me. And then Draymond is here talking about, he went on the record, how he respects his game. Yeah. Uh, and he, he respects his trash talk game above all. So it's even, even Durant
0: after the Warriors being like, Hey, I'm glad we won that game or, or, you know, MB would have been talking shit like the whole, you know, on no, Twitter, no even him saying that <laughs> Even him saying that, he's just like he's recognizing that, like, okay, he's a trash talker, but still, like, you know, they wanted to win that game.
2: We wanted to win this game really, really bad, and um, after being down by so much, and we didn't want to lose to these guys, especially, especially Joe. He going he he'd have went straight to Twitter and start talking. <laughs> so we wanted we, we, we wanted to. We wanted to, to win this game.
0: But he also said, like, they're going to be, you know, a load coming up for years. Like, you're seeing a team that you should be – you should start and, following.
3: And, and shout-out to Philly, man. The, the the city is really coming to life from the Eagles to the Sixers. They've been holding it all down. right.
1: Yeah. Don't, don't right. jinx it. Don't jinx it, Janae. Like, <laughs> But, like, I feel <laughs> like – you know, because that's how Philly fans will feel. I feel like people in the NBA, though, you know the difference. Like, when Embiid's talking trash and he's talking <laughs> shit, you kind of know it's – He's, he means it in a fun way. He's yes. not like a malicious yes. fellow. Yeah, and know. he's so he's talented that NBA, NBA players are always going to respect talent, number one. And then yeah, they're right. going to respect like if you're a good dude, except for that one guy in the Clippers who actually took it personally, I guess, and tried to, like you know, oh, right, 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 clothesline right. and be, yeah. but, <laughs> you know, and let him be, get under his skin. I think for the most part, if you're another star, you're going to think that this is kind of fun and it's something different, which I think Embiid's always looking for. He's always looking for something different to kind of like get him going, get his juices flowing, and things like that. That's right. why he loved playing a staple center and just dominated the Clippers and Lakers. You know, I think he looks for little things that's going to fire him up. And you know what? Look, Who who doesn't <laughs> love a who doesn't love a seven guy who yeah. on a on an off night is going to go play tennis at a street court. In Philadelphia. You know or, what or I mean? Like, Joel, Sixers fans, probably.
0: Sixers fans. I don't want him, you know, busting this <laughs> shit on on a tennis. And court, hey, hey, he
1: was really going hard in that tennis video. He was <laughs> running down a lob. And I was like, even yeah. I was like I was like, no, Joel, no, don't Chill, run son. That down.
0: <laughs> Chill son. Um but no, look to your point, Janae, like the Sixers are, you know, hitting so many chords right now. Like the MB is so fun to watch. Ben Simmons. Like oh, he is a runaway rookie of the sick. year. You're in love with him, right? You you were texting me during that uh, Lakers oh, game.
1: I mean, um, I fell I fell in love with Ben Simmons in summer league two years ago when yeah. I, I was uh. Prior barely Lon- played in that. Yeah, trying to be the Lonzo Ball guy, I was the Ben Simmons guy, and like when I watched him, I was like, oh man, this kid's gonna be so good. And then we we didn't get to see him for a whole year, so I was so excited to see him play this year, and he's just been, he's been. I mean, the, the unbelievable thing about Ben Simmons. Like Lonzo Ball, defense is just sag off him and just give him the shot. <clears throat> he, and like, in the game in L.A., he had only taken like seven threes and missed all of them. He still finds a way to dunk on people. Yep. Like, basically, they were saying, like, the coaches were like, you can sag off him. And even like on the he, he will attack that screen as soon as they sag. He's flying at you and he gets to the rim. You He's lose that momentum. fast.
3: He excellent, is that fast. Excellent point, because I think what he does really well, as you mentioned, is that he senses when the 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 defense is shifting, and yeah. he so when he's curling or coming off a screen, he you can't back up and also stay up defensively to stop him. And it's really interesting. You talk about falling in love with Ben Simmons. I fell in love with Ben Simmons. I actually watched him play when he was with LSU back home in Houston. And he played U of H. And I was like, who was this dude? And then um, he he did not shoot from outside of the – he shot from the free throw line. Everything else was in the paint. Yeah. But I was like, this dude is a special creator, and you could just tell in college he was cruising. So I sort of questioned, okay, how intense is he going to be at the next level? But, man, right. he, he is not disappointed. And one thing that I really give a lot of respect to as, with players are players that seek out the contact. So whenever yeah. he gets into the paint, he doesn't let the contact phase him, distract him. He's always laser focused on the rim. And then also he has this enough, he has this other special ability. It's sort of like when he plays the game, you don't know what to expect. Like he he loves behind the back moves. He loves behind the back passes. And those are the most tricky to sort of predict if you're a defender. And he's really excellent, just just crafty in a way that's the only person I can compare to is LeBron James. But he has like a different silky kind of smooth, but also physical. Toughness that makes him just unique. I, I'm a believer. The, uh, I'm a believer. Yeah.
2: The best comp that I've heard for Ben Simmons still was Summer League two years ago when, uh, when our old colleague Ethan Sherwood Strauss, R.I.P., uh, he said Ben Simmons is a six ten Rajon Rondo. So like Rondo He's still was alive, good.
0: y'all. Anyone just no, no, in, he's like, dead. He's still alive. 100%. I was, I was, I was like, oh my
2: God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like some people are gonna be like, "Damn, he died." No, he did not die. You, I alive. mean, have you seen him? Started... Has
2: anyone seen him? No, he's gone.
0: Okay, that's real. That's real wrong. Continue on with your point. But this he... is the disclaimer that needed to happen.
2: He's Rondo's, alive. was six four. He was an all-star point guard. He was the the point guard of those uh, that championship uh, Boston team. Obviously, they were very good during that stretch because they had other players as well. But, like, imagine if Rondo was 6'10". It doesn't really matter if you can't shoot anymore because you can get to your spot faster than your defender can. And you're so much longer that uh, it kind of mitigates all of those weaknesses that Rondo had as a player because he's six inches taller.
1: Yeah, but the the Rondo comparisons also people don't factor in. Like, when people compare somebody to Rondo, I'm also like, Rondo was a little crazy, too. Like, even Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce had to be like, yo, Rondo was a load for us to kind of keep in check all the time. And for
0: Kevin Garnett to
1: say that? Yeah. (laughs) I remember Kevin Garnett, like, when when I was around Garnett and and Paul Pierce in Brooklyn, and they were talking about, like, the challenges it was of trying to get Darren Williams to play and motivate him all the time, and they were just like, it's like with Rondo. With Rondo, Rondo wanted to win more than Darren Williams, but... They were like, Rondo also wanted to be the man on a team that had Kevin Garnett in his prime and Paul Pierce. And so he was like, they were like trying to basically compare the two and how hard it was in a way that you always kind of had to babysit the point guard, you know? So the I Simmons, don't think we, we still, we got to learn a little bit about Simmons' personality. We don't know that yet. Does he, does but he I don't, not
2: want to be the man? Is, is that what
1: I, you're No, saying? I'm just saying, I'm, no, I'm saying that's why I don't like the comparisons to Rondo. You know, like I, I mean, I'm 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 not saying that, Ron, that Ben Simmons doesn't want to be the man. I'm saying right now Ben Simmons is in a headache to his teammates, and I think Rondo at times could be.
0: Well, but I guess Han was making the point about just skill set, and when when Rondo is like peak Rondo on the court, um, you know, he was like he was like damn near unstoppable. I mean, he was so, like super productive, and I think uh, that's your point. I mean, you weren't you weren't comparing yeah. mindsets. Um, Thank you, Cassidy.
1: Thank I took so the much. whole package, Han.
0: <laughs> <Hon, laughs> even though you, even though you got a mad attitude today, I got your back. <laughs> yeah, he's salty
3: today. <laughs> Why
0: he is, is he salty? salty? I don't know. I'm so salty, Han. You know, he's just he ro- woke up on the wrong side of the bed. We all have ah. those. Uh, we all have uh, the one little. I just want to get this in, just because it's um, it's noteworthy. The one little, like just mm, Debbie Downer for the Sixers. Oh, we know Fultz. It's not little. It's not little. Yeah, what Markel Fultz, um going to be out at least two to three more weeks? The mm-hmm. team said. Um, I, I, I I don't know how many different ways I could just say this is a mess, but it, it's it's just been a just just a mess. Um, they say that the soreness in his arm is dissipating, but the muscle balance um, is still kind of out of whack. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you you know? Wait, you can tell me something. Yeah, break Break down. I'm the resident injured
3: athlete on the <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so I, I've heard a lot of uh, vocabulary and terminology. But um, first of all, I think we're really hard on these rookies. I mean, we talked a lot about Lonzo. We faults. This guy was clearly injured. And uh, we questioned early on the pod, like, why are you gonna try to rush him back or put him out there when he's not capable of playing? Because I remember at one point people were saying that
0: he couldn't even raise his arms
3: up to shoot. Yeah. And that, Ooh, because
0: that's... they were saying that he wasn't injured. That's why it became a story, because they're like, He's not injured, but he is injured. He's which changing the shooting form which is, like, which
1: is stunning for the Sixers because the Sixers yeah, right. medical staff had basically babied Embiid and Simmons for the longest time. And all of a sudden it was like, Oh, you know what, Markel? You just keep going out even though you can't mm-hmm. shoot. You like know, that the- made No sense whatsoever. I didn't, I don't understand what they were doing.
3: No, and the thing is, what made it, what compounded the issue to me is as a rookie, so coming like after getting drafted you have a lot of expectations and you don't have a voice yet because you haven't proven yourself yet. So Markel, if he was really injured, like I'm four years, five years into league right now, if I have a broken toenail and I feel like that can't help me, I'm just be like, no, I've, you know, I've created a voice for myself just because I felt like I've proven myself on the court enough that I'm confident to, you know, stand up because your body is your bread, you know, your body is your livelihood. But Markel, I think because Joel was coming back uh, and so was Ben Simmons. And and he had a lot to prove. And there was a lot of expectations. He didn't really find a voice to really stand up for himself. And it's tough as rookies. Like, it does not happen. Like, I, I, I played through a lot of injuries my rookie year just because I was just trying to learn the league. and And that's not fair. But it is what happens. And like you said, it's surprising for the Sixers. But overall, when I heard about this scapular muscle imbalance... It might sound strange because people are used to hearing, you know, the dramatic injuries like ACL tear or Achilles tear or like a bone fracture. Right. So muscular imbalance, people are probably like, oh, you know, this sounds like nothing. Um, a lot. Of, I've even heard people say, oh, it could be something that's mental, but you never know. But uh, scapular muscular imbalance is is actually something that happens quite often uh, in your game. So, like, for instance, OK, I'm. The only example I can really give you is through my personal experience. Um so don't 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 laugh too hard. But despite <laughs> despite what you see like when athletes compete When we go to the weight room, our strength and conditioning coaches are are looking at our imperfections. Like, often on the court, you guys see the perfection. You see the athlete that's jumping, running, like LeBron James dominating. But when we go and work out, we're constantly told about our imperfections, and they always tell us where our muscle imbalances are, and and, and you work on them. And today, for me, like, my muscle imbalance, this sounds crazy, but, like, (laughs) I'm going to just go there. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I got, I got, you know, I got some junk in the trunk a little bit. People don't really know this. And so, so, so for me, they say that my muscle. Easy to box out with. Easy
0: to right, box the, out the, to
3: with. box out with, right? So everyone thinks that, oh, Chanae, you know, you're athletic. You can jump. You can run. You got long legs. You got to have strong glutes, right? Well, not necessarily. Like, I have one glute that is stronger than the other. <laughs> and they call that a muscle imbalance, right? And so what you have to do as an athlete is you have to work to activate that muscle. Right. And over time, you and over time, so like it's been five years, and I'm working to make sure that because glutes are what pretty much are the engine to get you running and moving. Right. So I've been working for a long time to activate my glutes, which I'm car crying. Like, <laughs> no. But it's but it's very normal. So for a Markel, when I heard scapular muscle imbalance, it just shows that there's a weakness in the way he activates his scap muscles. Right. But the problem is that weakness or the scapular muscle is so isolated, meaning that, like, for me and my glutes, like I have my legs, my calves, my thighs, whatever, to keep me powered, even though my glutes may not be as strong. And a shoulder is very isolating, it's an isolated area. So when you have this muscle imbalance, it can really affect and create a lot of pain that is is that whole shooting motion raising your arms, right? But the good news is which which is why when I saw this timetable, I was like, okay, good. You know, the physical therapists are working on it because because it's so isolated, meaning your arms and your scaps and your shoulders. That means that they can target it and really work hard to activate it. And you can see the see you can see the fruits of it quicker. Like for me, I've been working on it for two, three years to activate my glutes properly. But him, he can probably have a quicker return just because it's an isolated area that they can target and really help. Help it grow. Right?
0: Break it down, Stanford. You break what? it down,
1: Stanford. I was just, just Doctor Tanae in the house.
0: <laughs> no, no. I ain't no doctor. That, you know what though? Like I like you know I tune out usually when people talking about um, injuries. You really just broke that down in a way that I could easily understand. I mean, it just um, starts with for the butt. us slow folks. But we um,
2: <laughs> <laughs> Please, uh, please change <laughs> all of our codes to glutes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah.
3: Was, I was trying to be safe.
4: Hey, Cheney. What's good, man? As a professional athlete, would you call yourself a business?
3: I definitely am a business. I think everyone has their own brand, right? Right. And they're trying to expand their brands.
4: You're the CEO of Cheney Industries? Is Cheney Industries hiring?
3: You know what? They might one day. Not now, but maybe tomorrow. Someday over the rainbow.
4: When you do. (laughs) (laughs) When you do start hiring, I know a great place where you can post a job online and get a bunch of candidates. Okay.
3: What's it called?
4: It's called (laughs) ZipRecruiter. And with ZipRecruiter, wait, hold on. Pause for the cause. And with ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards
3: Just one click. You know, that's so smart because everything's becoming digital. Everything's becoming more technological. And, you know, ZipRecruiter puts it smart matching technology to work, actively notifying qualified candidates about your job, your brand, what you're trying to push within minutes. Not even hours, not days, within minutes. Amen. So you receive the best possible matches. That's
4: what makes it it's so different. It's like swipe different. right.
3: You know what I mean? It's it makes like right. everything swipe right. Exactly. I like remember it. Remember
4: when we actually had to go and talk to people? Right. And find out? Now the technology brings them to yes. us. You Cheat can code. E- you can even get a head start on the interview process by adding screening questions to your job post to help identify the most qualified candidates. You don't have to waste time. Sort of do a stack of resumes. I remember when I was working for, uh, for uh, the Phoenix Suns. I had to go through intern resumes and cover letters and all that. That's a and lot. Lemme, it's boring. Yeah, it's, no. it's a time waste. That's why I was the one who had to do it because Steve Kerr and those guys were a lot more busy doing other things. <laughs> no, well, no wonder eighty percent of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one dude, day. Dude,
3: you're telling me you can get hired in one day?
4: Yeah, yes, you can. <laughs>
3: That's legendary. And
4: you can you can find that person that you want to hire in just one day, ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire.
3: Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by growing businesses of all sizes and industries to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results.
4: And right now, our listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, three
3: ninety-nine, baby.
4: Free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com/slash. Collective.
3: That's ziprecruiter.com slash collective. One more time
4: (laughs) to try it for free. Go to ziprecruiter.com slash collective. And I know some of you guys can't spell out there, so that's C O L L -E E C T I V E.
3: Like Hoop Collective minus the hoop.
4: That's where it came from. Yes,
3: smart. What? smartest <laughs> way to hire morty <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right okay uh i want to finish up quickly with another injury um isaiah thomas uh some news about him he practiced uh in full court five on zero offensive drills on Sunday. Marking first time you know he's actually participated with his uh, teammates in practice like that. Um, and uh, he said he was the hardest he's uh, he's run during rehab and felt like you know he's good for the most part. And I you know I had the Cavs last week on Wednesday. And um, I talked to Isaiah. I first talked to him about how he's the king of the bench mob right now. Like is, <laughs> I, go, I, go, I go, like, you are really, really turned up on the, uh, uh, on the bench. He goes, I got to do something, man. I have too much energy. And, like, I'm not used to this. I mean, think about the type of player he is. Like, he yeah. is just go, go, go all the time. And so, you know, that's, we're seeing that play out on the bench. And his teammates love him. I mean he is very much involved with with like everything. I mean he's you can see he's like become LeBron's new best friend like in, in all the Instagram uh, stories he's like smoking cigars and um whatever drinking with him. I wonder how JR and uh, D. Wade feel Are about it. Are cigars
3: really that worth it? Sorry I digress.
0: I don't know. I, I can't stand cigars but um
1: they they like- can be rela- I think it's it's uh it can be a relaxing thing too, you know.
0: Yeah, and that's what it is. I don't know. I you know what? I I can't back in back in the day and oh, you know you know me back in the day like when i was when i was going through it in high school i used to like
2: this is so
0: ratchet but i used to smoke black and Miles like i was
1: like, so stupid
0: and so i'm so i um can't really talk because that's wait like the was worst. this
1: when you had the cornrows
0: I mean, whatever, you know, Whoa, this- <laughs> no wonder we were automatic friends. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so I'm so, like, I can't even talk about it because those are the worst. like a cigar. I can see if like a really oh, good. good cigar. I thought you
3: were about to say the cornrows are worse. I was about, I'm about to punch you through this pot. Oh, no, 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 no,
0: no, <laughs> I would still rock if I could. Um, so anyways, <laughs> back, back on track. Um, so I, uh, before, before that game against the Hornets, um, IT was out on the court, like for at least 40 minutes going hard. I mean, run, you know, he, I was talking to Cheney actually on Saturday, he wasn't cutting, but he was like sprinting vertically. And he was, um, basically taking, you know, shots all around the three point line and free throws. And, you know, um, at, at, when he walked off the court, he was drenched, he was drenched. And I go, uh, you close. He goes, I'm close. I'm close. And they're still saying January, but you know, I would not be surprised if, um, that date moved up a little bit, especially since they don't have D Rose. They don't have Shumpert. I mean, they're obviously still without Tristan Thompson. The amount of minutes they got on, on, um, LeBron James, become a story as well with Draymond Green saying, you know, they, they're, they're working him too much. Um, so I, you know, I don't think they're going to force him back, but he's, he's working to get back guys.
1: Yeah. I think, yeah. I think with, uh, I'm really curious to see how it's all going to mix together, because you got to think that it is going to see more open threes than he ever has with LeBron handling the ball and getting the, you know, passing out to teammates. And uh, Isaiah is probably going to have more room than he's had in a long time to maneuver in the paint and shoot. I mean, that's going to be, it's, like, I, I, didn't, I don't worry about the Cavs. Everybody worries about, like, all their defense and how they've been playing early on and all these losses. I was like, well, their team's not whole. Once they get whole, it's going to take time for them to get used to each other and get used to who's playing. And then it's all about kind of like, you know, in the, in the spring, in May, May and June, what's going to happen with them.
3: Yeah, and the Cavs have definitely earned – I mean, right now I think they're, they're back on – they're getting back on track. But I don't like the amount of minutes that LeBron James is playing, honestly, because he he's sort to of leave- like – yeah, yeah. Why would you be maxing him out in November? You know, you're gonna have to max him out in, in May and June. Uh, but but that's at the LeBron. same time, that's yeah, he's, same he's on a whole nother. It's totally his decision, which which impresses me and shows like his commitment. Um, but overall, I mean, I think you're completely right. Ong. uh he, it's gonna have so much room to work with. To me, it's just more so about, okay, he's close. What you know, but when he steps on the court, will he be ready? You know, and and I do think nowadays they do an excellent job, at least, of better moderating players, making sure that they get good run in practice before they're out on the court for the first time. So yeah. even if even if he's capable and being close, as in like I saw some of those videos from Instagram where you were, I think it was on your IG cast where mm. he was running linear linearly, and you know, as me on the injury on the injured struggle bus. When you see someone, uh, looking full speed, even linearly, that shows that they are almost ready to cut, move side to side. And that, that hoop is coming. And I think they're smart to keep it at January, regardless of if he's able to come back in December. But I would like to put it out there. If you want to just come back for the Christmas game, I'm here for it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, with LeBron though, he is in a mood. I mean, he's in, he's like, it kind of started right when his comments about Dennis Smith, um, and he started up that, you know, drama with Phil into the canter. And then like there was talk about how before that Charlotte game in practice that like, he was bouncing off the walls to the point where like Jay Crowder was saying, you know, if this dude has to come out once, you know, he, his energy's very high right now and I think I don't know if it has to do with him trying to like self-motivate himself. Um self self uh, to, 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 to like get his team out of this funk because he knows they're so injured and he like wants a a positive run heading into um you know the like Christmas but uh you could tell that like mentally right now he's he's locked in in a way where um you know I don't I don't think there's I just don't see him slowing down at this point. Maybe I'll take a break like around all-star, but I, I think he is probably taking it upon himself that he knows in order to get this old team, the oldest team in the league to like play harder on defense, whatever um, that he like, it, it begins and ends with him. So um like I, it's just it's just visible, and he's like giving me quotes after that game about like Arthur. I mean, he's feeding into all of it. <laughs> um, you saw yeah. that the,
3: they the Cavs in the queue they played the Arthur uh, theme song yeah. after they. I'm like, this is just amazing. No, but you you brought up an an interesting point. You know, bouncing off the walls, how he feels like he. You know, as an athlete, you just ride that as long as you feel right. right. And then you start moderating yourself and I do think that like last season remember around all after all-star they started picking and choosing when he was playing which caused the league to change the rule with the fines and all that stuff but um it's something that always comes to my mind is what Jalen Rose says he says when I played we used to work out these guys train and LeBron James whatever he has done to train oh. is, is is absolutely ridiculous and he's superhuman it is it, it, like
0: his training is not that, yeah like-
3: it's different and I you know we always look left and right crossing sports like who has the best training <laughs> regimens right and and in my opinion LeBron James is up there with as good as it gets the best of the best um, I mean, everyone talks about the Versa climber and all that stuff, but his core—he does spin bikes, and he—he's really mastered this off type of training. Even though he came in a little, sl- like a pers- what he said was sluggish, because he had that ankle roll, um, <laughs> it's just—it's just extremely impressive to me that he's not just. It's like people see the minutes, and those aren't like those empty minutes where you're just running on the sidelines no. you're a spot-up spot shooter. He's running the team. He's bringing the ball up. He's calling the offense. You see what happened in the Clippers game. He's taking on full defenses. I think he played 46 total minutes in overtime, counting overtime. I mean, he had right. 16 points in the in the fourth. He's not only, like, on top of his game, but he's also dominant when he needs to be dominant, whether it's the fourth or overtime. And his
0: durability. <laughs> I mean, he keeps twisting that ankle, and he twisted it really bad, like an ankle sprain that's, that would keep some people – you know out like a couple weeks and he's he, you know he's able to still play on that and like to the point he's not in only engaging on the court but he's he's participating in all this like s- like I don't know positive fun off the court when it comes to you know Do- like the the memes the subway all that
1: am i wrong am i wrong in saying this but like it feels like this season You know, we had all this talk about minutes and guys not playing, guys resting too much and players and teams like looking scientifically into playing guys a certain amount of minutes to kind of like prolong their careers. And then this season, it feels like we got guys that are playing a ton of minutes like LeBron, Giannis, like Lonzo played 40 minutes last night. Now, granted, he wasn't playing in the fourth quarters of two recent games, but I mean, it's kind of like it seems like coaches are playing some of their stars a little bit longer.
3: Yes, and I was when I was in Boston this past week. We were talking about how Coach Brad Stevens. I was with Mark D'Amico, and um, he was he's one of their .com digital guys, and he was talking about how Coach Brad Stevens has always been ahead of the curve in this whole new movement with rest. Right, so a lot of teams are adapting. Whether it's Coach Dan with the Rockets, this new philosophy that when these guys should be running and playing, it's it's during the game now.
0: Now, we're going to try to travel a day earlier um, to make sure we maximize their rest. But oh, even and like the Cavs we... are staying over the oh, – that, that's, 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 that. that, that's a new thing for them. I mean, the Celtics have been doing that. And a lot of teams have been doing it where they stay the night after yeah. the game instead of um, flying out. But I do think that they're letting the science, whether it's with sleep, with its
3: diet. Now, I know that vegan article came out about kind of oh, yeah. Everyone's on now that they want to be, they're willing to risk these old traditional ways of, oh, you got to run and practice and get these shots up for this new science that's all pro athlete rest so that they, that now they can play these players as you mentioned um 40 minutes 46 minutes and feel more comfortable doing so because they're getting maximum effort but they're also not so they're minimizing what what these old um practices and ways were in the past i think it's smart and i think the wma should be on that curve too i'm <laughs> going send, send um, to send articles to my teams
0: Speaking of minutes, I think uh, Hans thinking we've reached our uh, minutes restriction here uh, uh, on the pod, um, <laughs> so uh, we're gonna come to an end here. Even though, oh, shout out to um, Tom Habistraw on that vegan uh, uh, article as well. All right, and he didn't die. <laughs> I talked to him on I talked to him on Wednesday, and we <laughs> argued about how like I would you don't know, you would have to pay me at least six figures a year to go vegan um, because. Uh, <laughs> grow, like, eat. <laughs> That's what I'm just saying. Like if, like, I couldn't go vegan, like it really couldn't. Um, but I'm also not a professional athlete. <laughs> okay.